water lines connected to a mountain spring river stream out natural brothers pay me to tell them how to flip a house hey everybody it is four o'clock here on a saturday at mutiny radio a little bit different format for the next uh, upcoming month do we find some people we used to have two open mics on saturdays and sundays from four to six uh we are still going to continue open mics until possibly another show wants to rent from us. It's only 100 bucks a month, and a Saturday and Sunday slots just opened from 4 to 6. They don't have to be open mics. It could be, you might be a DJ. You might want to play music. <laughs> That's great, too. It's only 100 bucks to have a podcast here at Mutiny Radio. That's 12.50 an hour for studio space with a performance space attached. It's unheard of in the entire world. So we encourage you to... Just be a, be a be an anything at Mutiny Radio. We've got two new slots open four to six. But until those get filled, we're gonna fill them with open mics because comedians are hungry for stage time, and we certainly have comedians. Uh, hey, we uh, oh, we ask that you donate two to five dollars. That's so helpful to keep our doors open. I just came back from New York where everybody pays $5 for five minutes and they don't complain and they all wait in line and they put a P by their name and I'm like, how are you How are you doing this? And they're like, well, we can't use the space without having the money for the space. Oh, there's a space here. Uh, so thank you so much for donating 2 to $5. If you cannot for any reason afford that, there are other ways you can help out. There's a huge box of flyers next to your foot when you perform. Take a stack of those, put them out anywhere. That's your labor is worth $2 to me or take a picture with your Instagram take a selfie on stage and tag at mutiny radio SF and follow us on Instagram but if you do that that's also worth two dollars to me so if you can't afford it for any reason cash wise your uh, labor is respected here because I'm a Marxist it's bar it's bar it's, it's it's respecting labor it's saying like you respect the labor here to run the board and have a space to do stuff and I respect your time and all that other stuff so to give Mutiny Radio wants to give all the comics a place to uh, work on their art. Join us on Mondays from 6 to 8 at Joke Workshop. We have a great time helping out each other. But we're going to be doing... There's only a couple comics here, so uh, I'll honk at 5. So six minute sets. I'll honk at 5 to... um, you know, until more people come, and then if we have to shorten it, we have to shorten it. But uh, we'll give you time to work out your new jokes and all that kind of crazy stuff. So, hey, be a good audience for each other and clap your hands together for your first comedian, Sabrina Miller. I love my greens in the morning. I got the right mic. Am I coming through? All right. Um, I'm excited to be doing comedy again. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you, Pam, for coming over to Mutiny Radio and making sure we have a mic on Saturday. Give it up for Pam. One other comedian in the front. Oh, right, I got to donate. So here's a pre-roll. There we go. All right. So I am excited about doing comedy. Like I said, I'm going to be performing at the Marsh Theater this October 7th. Going to be doing 20 minutes, no microphone. But I think I'm ready, you know? Y'all can hear me just fine, right? Yeah, my therapist was right. I'm really good at projecting, so I'm good. Um, Performed at a comedy competition earlier this week. The entire lineup, including myself, we are all all Bay Area transplants, so I think we gave the audience that authentic San Francisco comedy experience. That went over pretty well. Like I said, I'm a transplant. I'm I'm originally from a small southern town, woman's vagina. (laughs) 
And it's like they say, you can take the girl out of the South, but you cannot take that intense burning desire for Canadian citizenship out of the girl. You can't do it. Uh, you can take the girl out of the South, but you cannot take the Catholic guilt out of the girl. No, it's done dug in like climate change, y'all. That's what they're saying in the South now. South is progressive. I mean, don't despair about climate change. Bernie Sanders unveiled a multi-trillion dollar plan to you know, stop further climate change, save the Earth, pre prevent the Earth from becoming the new Venus. Let's give it up for Bernie Sanders. Hell yeah. Let's give it up for me. I've got ideas to stop climate change. Here's an idea for you. Ecstasy and speed. Y'all are giving me weird looks like I'm crazy. Not separately, ecstasy and speed together. Yeah, ecstasy and speed together because we need to love the earth really, really fast. Si se puede, si se puede, si se puede. That's what we gotta do. Climate change. Let's look at new jokes here. I got some new jokes I want to try out. Do you ever feel like your uh, your phone is trying to do an intervention? No, I want I want to get to that one later. Uh, I want to get married, but I want to have a, a small wedding. So I'm gonna create a Facebook event for my wedding. Want a small wedding? I just picture it now. It's like, oh my God, Sabrina, your wedding is tomorrow. Sorry, I can't make it. Like a last minute thing came up. You know, I had a thing, but I'll be there in spirit. I'm like, thanks, Taylor. It's like, oh my God, Sabrina, your wedding was today. Oh my God, I was so busy at work that I completely forgot. I'm sure you did great. That's why I want to create a Facebook event for it. Honestly, I think I'm just going to face Facebook stream my wedding, just live stream it. You know, that'll make the uh, the whole speak now or forever hold your peace part a lot more interesting. It will, especially when there's that, uh, that buffering circle. It's uh, more like leave a comment or forever hold your post. I'm an innovator. The first wedding on Mars will probably be uh, live streamed. Uh, if you're on Mars, you know, the speak now or forever hold your peace part is gonna be a real fucking nail biter. That's a speed of light joke. Um, Honoring your vows on Mars will be really easy to do, especially the till death do us part one. Uh, Elon Musk will ensure that one. So this is what I wanted to get to. Do you ever feel like your phone is trying to do an intervention when you're texting? Now, I was texting my friend the other day. We were going to meet up. I was like, oh, are we still on for the picnic? And then she texted me back. It's like, yeah, Sabrina, absolutely. I'm really excited about it. I'm like, uh, and, and then she texted, where do you want to meet up? And, I, and so I started typing G-O-L, and it auto-corrected auto to Golden Gate Bridge. And I'm like, no, not Golden Gate Bridge, Golden Gate Park, goddammit. So I deleted the bridge part of the text, and I started typing in park. I didn't get past P-A before it auto-corrected to Paxel. I'm like, what the fuck? And like, I like, thank you, Pam. I was excited about that one, too. And last week, I was texting my friend who's a really big UFO buff, conspiracy theorist. And at one point, I was like, no, you stupid phone, Area 51, not Area 5150. You probably saw that one coming, Pam. You know, I couldn't resist. So these days, it's all about reducing your carbon footprint. What are you going to do to help save the Amazon, help prevent the Earth from uh, becoming the new Venus? Uh, I'll tell you what I'm doing to reduce my carbon footprint. Not running. <laughs> I'm not fucking running marathons, okay? Because running is not paleo. You know what paleo is? You want to know what paleo is? Dying in your 30s. That's paleo. So we just all need to start dying in our 30s to save the planet. I've got ideas. Ecstasy and speed and dying in your 30s. So as a trans woman, I get misgendered a lot. And I swear to God, the next time a guy misgenders me, I'm just going to misgender his boat. I'm in the marina. It's like, oh, he looks like a seaworthy vessel. <laughs> Boats are like women. We both get uh, walked all over. Oh. Uh, 
I don't know if the guy doesn't have a boat, I'll just misgender his car. Wow, that uh, he looks like a really landworthy vessel there. That <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do if he doesn't have a car. Um, let's see. They say you accept the love you think you deserve. So I adopted a cat. I adopted the cat that I feel I deserve. That's a really long bit. Don't have to have time to tell that one. Thank you. So I want to get into niche comedy, and I, I want to start a new niche, a whole new niche. Uh, it's going to be a podcast called Job Interviews on Truth Serum. That's right. I am going to bring, invite real interviewers from corporate America onto my show, and we're going to do a mock interview, a mock in job interviews on Truth Serum. So maybe he'll ask me the question, what do you feel is your greatest weakness, Ms. Miller? And I'll answer, uh, sleeping. Yeah, I feel sleeping makes me very vulnerable to predators. <laughs> Another question you might ask me is how do I uh, handle conflict in the workplace? And I'll just tell him uh, working from home. Hey, hey. All right, I, that's a good way to, to end. So uh, give it up for Pam Benjamin, founder of Muni Radio. Keep clapping for Sabrina Miller. Yay. Great new tags. Don't be vulnerable to predators. If only every woman, woman could sleep more, I guess, then we'd be, or no, we get more or less vulnerable to predators when you're sleeping, but they're everywhere. When we're awake and when we're sleeping, am I right, Sabrina? Me too. Ah! Your next comedian. I was really excited last night. He did a whole set without talking about death and uh, made me laugh. And uh, you guys, he's really he's really broken out of his coffin. Put your hands together for Cody Abe. A whole set about without death. Actually, most of my stuff is non-death related. Okay, so I died the other day. <laughs> no. Okay, um, what do I want to say? I think you can tell a lot about somebody by looking into their eyes. They say the eyes are the window to the soul, don't they? You can tell a lot about somebody by looking into their eyes. You can tell if they're tired, if they're lying, if they're Asian. You can tell all of that. You know, if they're not lying or tired, then they must be Asian. <laughs> ha ha. That was the punchline. Okay. I am Asian. If you look into my eyes, you can tell. Uh, the type of Asian I am is I'm Japanese. I am. The headband is for emphasis. I like to imagine myself as a sushi chef who gave up. Like, imagine uh, a abandoned sushi warehouse. You see a guy come in. We need you. We need you for one last nigiri. I'm just like, no. Not since... Not since the pufferfish incidents. You know I hung up my knives for good. Instead of Jiro dreams of sushi, it's Jiro I dreamt of sushi, but now I have become a murderer. Oh no. That was by accident, I swear. Uh, I'm uh, I am Japanese. I'm also from Hawaii. I was born and raised in Hawaii, which means I have a lot of mixed feelings about Pearl Harbor. Like, on uh, one hand, I love ninjas, I love samurais, and don't get me started about ninja samurais, but, you know, on the other hand, I'm a sore loser. So, USA, all day. You know, after they dropped the first nuke, I was like, ah, okay, and then the second nuke, I was like, USA! USA. And, uh, you know, fucking go internment camps. I'm all for that shit. Um, 
you know, I, I actually used to wear a Rising Sun headband. I used to do that. And the guy came up to me and said, you know, you can't wear that, right? You can't wear the, that hair. That's like wearing a Confederate flag headband. And I was like, they make Confederate flag headbands? But, I mean, for all, for all that, like, you know, as far as I'm concerned, he can wear that headband because he probably looked long and far to find where that was, to find one of those, you know? And also, that just gives us an excuse to nuke the South. I don't know. Maybe do something like that. I'm from Hawaii. Oh, dude, I fucking don't want to do this right now, but I have to. Fuck. Yeah, dude, dude. I, I'm getting the stage time before. Power through the set. Wow, dude, what's my favorite joke? No, I have to do the Hawaii shit. Okay, I'm from Hawaii. I am. Uh, growing up in Hawaii was awesome because it's very there's a lot, a lot of familial vibes going around. You know, a lot of family. You're walking down the street, you see a, a man on the street. You call him Uncle. Hey, what's up, Uncle? You walk into a convenience store, you see a lady at the gro- at, at there, and she's just say, Hey, Auntie, what's up? And she'll sell you beer. She doesn't care if you're underage, just as long as you drink it there. You know, she she'll do it. Uh, if you, and then you walk outside, you see a guy bumming you for bumming a cigarette off of you and you're just like dad for the last time mom wants you home you quit cigarettes six months ago please i'm kidding my dad's dead ayo okay uh yeah but he's he's fucking dead as shit no i mean like growing up there is like family you know it's like all family and uh so people like to ask me what my favorite experience living in hawaii is and i gotta say it's the day that i left because I don't know about you, I don't. I didn't want to spend more than 18 years at a family gathering. That didn't seem like a great time. The question of what am I going to be when I grow up uh, became way too existential and way too real for me, and I just had to get the fuck out. Uh, I'm jealous of everybody though that they get to. You guys get to go on vacation to Hawaii. I can't. I gotta go back to do chores and relive my childhood. I do. Um, it's. Uh, you know, you guys get to. You guys get to stay in hotels. I have to, so I don't have a bedtime. Uh, you guys get to go to the beach. I get to go to my mom's garage and clean it out for the 30th time. I don't know how it keeps, keeps filling up, but it just does. You know, she actually told me, this is going to be your house one day, so you better get used to it. And I was like, maybe. Like, if I go back, I don't know. I'll, I might just stay in San Francisco where I can't even own a house. Um, but yeah, it's prob- my sister's probably going to get the house because she's the favorite. You know, like I'll say it. She's the favorite. You know, she uh, she's more ambitious. She wants to be a lawyer. She talks to my mom more. Like all the things that make her the favorite just make me happy I'm not in Hawaii. <laughs> um, uh, and, you know, it's it, it, like she's definitely the favorite. But there's one time where my mom called me and she's like, Cody, your sister is in the hospital. She got alcohol poisoning. And I, uh, I, I was, sh- I, I, you know, I, I just, the first thing that came out of my mouth was, well, at least I'm better at partying, right, mom? <laughs> Fucking, and, uh, I heard her expression change over the phone. I don't know if you know that that's possible, but that is, I found that out. I, she went straight from worry for my sister to disappointment in me. And, uh, I guess... I'm disappointed in myself for, uh, I don't know.
BJJ, man. Clap wildly for Kode Abe so he doesn't kill himself. Yay! We're not disappointed in you. I don't know why you're wildly disappointed in yourself. At least you're not ugly. <laughs> you're a good-looking dude. I mean, come on. That's what little girls... I'm sorry. That's what they used to tell us when we were little, because uh, I'm a girl. It was like, you know, it can't be that bad. At least you're not ugly. Like, oh, thanks, because everything in my life depends on how I look. But, you know, you you got a, you got a good look. And there, then that's something to start with. Also, uh, jokes, uh, loosely sad jokes. Your next comedian, uh, hey, what a what a lovely human being! Thanks everybody for donating. This is a lot of fun. Uh, also, if you guys are looking for hosting opportunities, I'm looking for people on Saturdays and Sundays for these four to six spaces uh, until guest hosts until uh, it gets picked up by someone else for only a hundred dollars a month. Or also, I have opportunities on Friday nights for happy hour to guest host. Your next comedian is going to be doing just that very soon. Put your hands together for Kyle Morrissey. Hitting that drum, get me so high, feel like an eagle. Cool. All right. Just thinking about it. Wow, you really stuck this in here, Cody. <laughs> um, boats are kind of like women. Like it's not wet down there. Like don't try to ride it. <laughs> like, um, we do. We do have an. We do have an election coming up. Um, I was thinking about you know our poli- our current political. Uh, situation in America and you know polarization is like the biggest problem in politics so you know I'm really happy that you know where polarization uh, isn't a problem sunglasses you guys we should all start buying sunglasses to to solve the solve the political crisis that we're in the middle of like sunglasses the only thing sunglasses want in 2020 is your vision you know that's that's a good thing. Like if sunglasses, if glasses in general are going to show you red or blue, it's not going to have anything to do with politics. They're just going to be 3D glasses. <laughs> like that's that's my kind of polarization. <sighs> All right. I wish there's someone I could just scream at right now. <laughs> that's what got me the hosting gig. Who knew that being an asshole would get you in charge of a show for an afternoon? Um uh, what are some big, what are some big topics? What are some big issues next, next election? Like is, is, yeah. What about, is feminism still going to be a big, a, 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 yeah, yeah. Just the whole broad umbrella of feminism it, in general. Like this sounds really hard. Feminism sounds really hard. Like trying to get all women to support each other. Like now that I have a girlfriend, I know what women actually think of each other, but that's not the point I was trying to make. Um, I, I think the point I was trying to make is that like, like, I don't know if you have to do that. Like it would be weird if all guys supported each other. Like anytime I have a moment of sincerity with another dude, I'm just like, do we kiss now? Like what? <laughs> like where, where's this supposed to go? Um, yeah, I don't know where, where, <laughs> um, I, I would, I would vote for Bernie Sanders, but I think I'm actually gonna, I don't want to make eye contact with anybody right now. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Uh, yeah, that's, I can't stare right into the light. Um, I would vote for Bernie Sanders, but I'm actually, I'm going to vote for Elizabeth Warren, um, because it is time we gave this country back to the native Americans, you know, I, um, just kidding. <laughs> 
I'm voting for Bernie Sanders. Fuck that. Uh, no, I like like I am. I in my head, I'm a socialist, and my only my only logic for being a socialist is just I want more. Like that's it. That's my only. I don't understand how the economy works. It's just give me more. Like that's that's why I'm voting for Bernie. It's just yeah, I want it. Um, you have it. I don't. Um, but uh, but I um I I I. I I don't know. I, I I don't know if Elizabeth Warren's actually a Native American, but you know when we colonized this country, something something weird must have happened. Cause when we started off the colonization, we were like really on point. Like all the East Coast cities were named after English things, like Hanover and Delaware and New York. And it's like the further west we got, the more we just kind of gave up. Like by the time we got to the Midwest, we're like, oh, we'll just call it. We'll keep Detroit, but we'll call it Detroit because we're lazy and we're just going to let all these places keep their Native American names. Like we we're we want this land so bad that we're willing to commit genocide, but we're also fine with just forgetting how to spell Mississippi for the next 200 years. Like, let's just keep that and struggle with it in public school forever. Um, is it two S's? That's just the weirdest logic to me. It's like let's just kill all these people, but keep the names. Keep the names. That'll be our. That'll be our. Our way to to return. Uh, return the favor. Um, well, I'm not getting honked for a while. Um, let's see. What else do I want to talk about? Oh right, 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 right. Uh, drugs. Um, my uh, my buddy has a cocaine problem, and he's like ashamed of it. He was telling me about it the other day. Uh, he's like, I can't even look at myself in the mirror anymore. I'm like, well, maybe you should stop snorting cocaine off of one. <laughs> like, uh, it's kind of a narcissistic thing. Like, get high and look at yourself while you're doing it. Um, the, the opposite of that is like shrooms. Because if you like take shrooms and then look in a mirror, you're going to get stuck in that mirror. Like, it's, you cannot, you take shrooms and look in a mirror, your life forever is just going to be the end of a Black Mirror episode. Like, that's, it's like the polar opposite of doing cocaine. Um, I, uh, so, you know, you guys have heard this before. Uh, sometimes I wonder if, if, if drug addicts think sex addicts are annoying because a drug addict is like, I got to suck dick for crack. Like this guy just sucks dick. He's like, he, and not only that, it's like, I have to suck dick. He gets to suck dick. It's like a privilege, like way more optimistic. Um, if you look at my notes, it's kind of depressing because, I started writing comedy, sorry, comedy, um, when I was already halfway through a notebook. And uh, so you flip to the front page, there's just all these notes about like network engineering and subnet masking routine. Oh, I totally forgot the tag that makes this punchline make sense. Huh. You have plenty of time, start again. Okay, okay. I wonder if drug addicts think sex addicts are annoying because they got to suck dick for crack what do sex addicts suck dick for like more dick a pussy do they suck dick for pussy um if you look at my notes jesus uh if you look at my notes it's really depressing network engineering notes subnet masking routine and then you flip to the back of the page and big misspelled letters it's just can you suck dick for pussy all right <laughs> we did it <laughs> bye kyle morrissey we all ask weird questions of the internet. While you were doing your set, I was writing into the internet, is it safe to eat pigeon eggs? I mean, we all, literally, that's what's up right now. The answer is yes, says Yahoo. That's very exciting to me. I just, I've never seen a pigeon egg and I've always wanted to eat one. 
because there must be some purpose of pigeons, right? All right, you're next comedian. Also, we have tons and tons and tons of time, so um, even if you guys at the end want to be like, treat it like the workshop and tell people shit or talk shit or talk anything, we're fine with that with time. Uh, but you're next comedian. What a funny human being he is. Clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Dan Lewis. To the drop, chop shops, crooked cops, they all on the block. This is California. All right, thank you. Thank you, Pam. Is this okay? I'm barely hearing this, but this is on, right? Okay. Good, thank you. Sorry. Nope. I didn't want to sound like complaining. Just wanted to make sure that you're getting me on the airwaves there. The people need to hear this. These jokes again. Yeah, if somebody finds your notebook, your comedy notebook, God, I mean, you imagine what kind of a psycho writes these things if they, like, out of context. It's like, oh, masturbating a dolphin? Question mark. And then just like a list of differences between men and women. That's a weird thing to find in somebody's notebook. Here is my personal list of differences between men and women. <laughs> All right, yeah, you talked about election season. Uh, Election, uh, I hate, th- stop saying it's, we have an election coming up. We do not have an election coming up, okay? This is bullshit. I'm tired of hearing it. It's election season. Election's 14 months away. That is not a season. Game of Thrones winter is 14 months long. <laughs> 14 months, you can cure a whole prosciutto ham. And then, like, also, you can, get a, you can get someone pregnant, and they can go and then carry it to term and then deliver it, and you can get them pregnant again. I don't know. It's, it's not... That's not a season, okay? That's all I'm saying. It's a couple thoughts about that. Hi, how are you doing, you guys? How are you doing this afternoon? I'm used to saying tonight. Good. Not me, you guys. I've had a shitty week, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't like my job. You know, we're probably all, a lot of us are like this. Job sucks, man. And sometimes I wonder why I even get up, you know? If you're like me, you like lay there sometimes just going, oh my God, fuck this. I can't, I can't face it today. These people, this job, life sucks. I wish I was dead. And I think about all those people out there, though, that are currently battling terminal illness, you know? And you just know they would love to have just a regular week like I just had. Just to have a regular work week back, they would love that. And it just kind of makes you think about perspective, you know? Uh, Basically, how easily these dying people lose perspective on regular life. (laughs) They're so... You get so focused on, on fighting to live, they completely lose track of how shitty and mundane life actually is. And I find it offensive. Yeah, trying to keep up with the uh, youngsters, you guys. I just I just had my 44th birthday. I'm I'm in my mid 40s. Yeah, thank you. I made it. Yeah, 40, 49. It's like I sometimes I don't know what's going on, and I wait too long to ask. It's embarrassing. I kept I heard the word ghosting for probably eight years. I didn't know what it meant. I had a general idea, but I had to ask somebody what it meant. Actually, I was like, Yeah, what does this mean? And they were like, Oh yeah, they told me what ghosting was, and I realized we've always had ghosting. We, you know, we've always had this phenomenon. It's just that they recently rebranded it and made it the other person's fault. You know, because it used to be called not taking a hint. They're not interested in you, man. But I think it's pretty good, though. This whole shifting of blame is good for me because, like, I don't have to call myself a stalker anymore. You know, I could just say that the Channel 2 weather lady is ghosting me. You know, talks to me all day on TV. I turn it off. She doesn't call. She doesn't write. Got to go through her garbage. Why is she doing this to me? Yeah. The other one's Netflix and chill. I only found out, again, embarrassingly recently, 
that Netflix and chill has a sexual connotation to it. I didn't realize. I just took it at face value. It means staying home and, and fucking, right? But I, I didn't know that. And so, like, I, and I thought back to all the times I've used that phrase, not knowing. I told people I was going home by myself. And just like, ah, you know, Netflix and chill. I really needed this one, you guys. I'm all backed up. My cue on my cue. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's not a good euphemism because... It's too common of, those, those things are too common to do. Like watching Netflix and chilling out are, are co- very common things. You can't use something like that as a euphemism. Because what if I want to say that that's what I want to do? Watch Netflix and chill out, you know? I'll come up with another euphemism for it. You know, I have to be like, uh, yeah, sorry we can't come to the uh, art gallery opening tonight, but uh, girlfriend and I are going to be uh, bondage and bukkake tonight, you guys. I'm thinking Stranger Things, maybe. Hmm. Trying to keep up again with the youngsters on the cannabis game. It's all different. Games changed. When I was back when I was smoking pot in high school and stuff, it was like you meet somebody in a Burger King parking lot and they give you a little bag and you pay and it's like, you know, oregano style. This stuff is powerful. And they got all kinds of crazy new products. Like I went to the dispensary for my house, they got all these crazy products. They got like uh, dabs, which I just found out what those are, joints and and edibles and all the rest of it. The most interesting thing they had there is the cannabis suppository though. That was a problem. I think it's, I, I realize this is probably for cancer patients, you know, but they'll let you just buy it. They'll let anybody buy it. You could go in there. They don't ask questions. And it kind of makes me wonder about this whole, how disingenuous this medical cannabis thing really is, you know? I mean, I guess, I guess he did ask me if I wanted a more mellow physical experience or a alert cerebral experience. You know, he could have been talking about my hospice care. <laughs> I don't know about the high, though. It was a little weird just because... And I just felt strange about taking something that was going to make me hungry and shoving it up my ass. Just seemed like a conflict of interest or something, you know? Digestively. Thank you. Keep those going. Time for one more, maybe? Let's do the duo of, okay. So you guys ever heard this? There's a, I was a phrase in, uh, it's a Hebrew proverb. It's like, give a person a fish, they eat for one day. And you teach a person to fish, and they eat for a lifetime, you know? It's pretty good, but I, I always felt it was a little weird because the person telling you that isn't teaching you anything about fishing. They're just telling you to teach somebody to fish, you know? And I recognize a multi-level marketing scheme when I hear one, you guys. Let me guess. I get somebody to be the person to tell the people to teach people to fish, 10 representatives, and next thing I know, I'm, I'm sitting atop a fish empire, you know? I've heard it all before. I'm my own boss. I miss, messed that one up. Okay. Last one, though, is about Catholicism, because everybody's getting a turn. Uh, Yeah, it's kind of weird. I was reading about that. In order to be a saint, it has to be proven that you've performed two miracles. You know, I always thought that was funny. Like, uh, you got to do one and then one more in case they weren't looking or something, you know? Then I read there's 7,500 saints in history. So that means that there's been 15,000 proven miracles. That seems a little less impressive when you hear that number, you know? It's like... I just feel like there should be fewer miracles than people who have bowled a perfect game. That's all I, my thought on that. Anyway, thanks, you guys. Thanks for the time. Yay, Dan Lewis. Yay.
It's so cute that you were like, oh, suppositories, that's so weird. But it makes so much sense because you put one of those up your twat when you have your, your period cramps. You don't have to have cancer. You could just have yeah, like, sure, fuck yeah. You got period cramps. You stick the weed as close to the period as possible. Yes, it like relaxes the whole uterine wall. Like it's for the, I mean, you could stick it up your butt. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. But it's great for like cervical cancer. You get, the, you get the weed as close to the clit as possible and everything will be fine. It's, uh, yeah, you could, yeah, you could cut it in half and stick one up either end. Yeah, exactly. You'll be the best boyfriend slash husband. I don't know what you are. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm hundred percent done. I didn't realize you were, you, you and I are the same age. You look like a Peter Pan hybrid. You're just, I would never have guessed that you're in in your middle ages. Yeah. 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 Uh, No, I've seen bald 26 year olds. It's fine. It does. You don't, you've got to have a, a bald Peter Pan. Well, no, that's the thing is it. Sexual harassment, sexual harassment charges are only brought against ugly people. So that's the difference. It's like, if you're cute, if you have hair and you're cute, they're like, oh yeah, I think he wants to date. Let's go out on Tinder. Uh, your next comedian, he is hilarious and wonderful. He is like, I wish that the aborted child that I had once would have flown, flown into his body. I hope that he's the ghost of my aborted child. Put your hands together, everybody, for Mike Evans Jr. Sacramento to that fist old bay. We hustling hard. Went from bubbling ball to having enough back. Oh, mom. Oh, aborted mom. You know, my real mom is actually, she's, uh, she's pro-life, which is super crazy because I'm, like, not that. Not that it matters because I'm a guy, but, like, you know, it's just crazy to think, like, that's the reason why I'm here and now I'm, like, totally against everything that she fucking thinks. Um, that's rough. I just bought a laptop uh, the other day. And uh, I realized a lot of my friends right now, they put like a post-it note on like the front camera on the laptop, like as if that's really stopping the government from knowing shit about you, right? I don't, I don't put the shit on there because like, I, I kind of like the idea of the government looking at me masturbate, right? <laughs> right, it's a good, good thing for them to know. Like if they're really trying to figure out what I'm all about, they just see this face every night, that's... <laughs> well, more specifically, it's like this face. Just, just a very distraught face. And it's like twice a day, so they might be like worried about me, you know? Um, I used to think porn websites were worried about me in general because, you know, porn ads are always really weird. Like, you watch porn on the internet, there's like the side shit is always like your favorite cartoons fucking, right? Like something really weird. And like... That used to be my ads. Now my ads are just like the suicide hotline notice. They're like, are you, are you okay, sir? You've, you've watched 98% of our content. You can't, you can't be all right. Um, uh, here's an old one. I used to realize <laughs> when you watch too much porn, you start to realize shit that you actually shouldn't recognize about it. Like, like if you notice, I like job categories and like porn categories are pretty much the same listings on on Craigslist. You know, you've never, you ever been? Yeah, never mind. It's just, it's like flight attendant, bukkake, teacher, just crazy anal. I don't know what normal anal is compared to crazy. I guess there's like sauce involved, right? No. Have people used things that aren't lube as lube? Probably. I've never seen it in porn yet. Not that I look for it, but like, I just feel like 
Yeah, I could try. I mean, I don't want to like not with my girlfriend. I would hate to find out the the hard way. It's like this ranch was expired, and then that's it's a crazy yeast infection. I don't want to see. Oh man. Anyway, were we talking about Jesus? Right. Just joking. <laughs> yeast infection ranch. Um. I'm not sure how gentrification is going to stop. I'm kind of curious where it's going because, like, they're only, it's only getting wider in San Francisco, right? Like, I don't know what, like, at what point it's going to stop. Like, I hope it can stop. Maybe my friends try to protest that shit all the time, but, like, I don't know. I'm not about to start fighting construction workers. Like, I feel like that's, like, the real, like, condos wouldn't be built if we start just beating the shit out of construction workers, right? Not, I mean, we all have a construction worker friend, right? And it sucks because he's probably building a house where he used to live. I know. Don't know where I was going with that, but stuff that's on my mind. Um, voting, everyone's talking about that. Hip hop, uh, I love rap music a lot. Um, before I started doing comedy, I thought I was going to be a rapper for a second. Didn't happen, but um, I don't know. I have a lot of rapper friends who are really mad at the fact that like rap doesn't really take that much effort anymore like you can go up there and pretty much say whatever the fuck you want as long as someone repeats the shit right behind you like like the migos right they'd be like walking down the street like walking down the street walking like there's a fucking there's always that echo i was thinking that'd be funny in like other scenarios like you're at the doctor it's like you have cancer cancer and then like <laughs> you know or <laughs> need to see section section or just other things. <laughs> Thinking of my job, telling a kid you're expelled. Expelled! <laughs> Gone. It'd be rough. It almost reminds me of uh, that show, Drake and Josh. I don't know if you remember, like, remember, like, Josh used to always say that shit to Megan. He'd be like, you're irritating. Irritating! He would, like, say <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> Maybe that's where they stole it. Maybe Migos was just, like, Fucking Josh Anu. What's happening? It's funny as hell that Drake single-handedly ruined Drake Bell's career because there's no way he could have still existed in the music world. If you don't watch Drake and Josh, it's not a joke that's going to make sense at all. Uh, I also want to talk about hmm, the grocery store. I'm trying to come up with jokes that like everybody knows of things that people know about. Grocery stores, don't really know what's funny about them. Uh, I think it's fucked up that they lock up shit that like you clearly need. And so you got to press a button for like the person to come help you out. Like I try to get condoms and it was like some help needed in the condom section. Like like I need help putting it on. Like I feel like that's a fucked up thing. But I don't know. I can't change it. I can't change the way Safeway runs their operation um my friends did start stealing though from safeway and walgreens which i think is pretty cool my white friends of course they always tell me like hey you should try it i'm like they think that's why i'm here like i can't i can't do that i wish i could <laughs> be a lot more affordable for life and shit but um but yeah no i don't know hmm. i need a second job right now uh fucking Working education does not pay. It, it pays the bills, but then that's about it. Like everything else, you kind of just have to just, you know, just figure out. I'm trying to think of like what a good weekend job would be. 
or like a side weird hustle besides stand up. Um, I can't be a stripper just cause just cause I don't want my kids to be strippers. You know, I don't want them to grow up and be like, I want to be just like you, dad. I want to, you know, just take my clothes off in front of you. Oh no. Thanks. I did uh I did stand up at a strip club one time and I got in trouble. I didn't get in trouble. I just, I just felt like I was going to get my ass whooped because I made a joke to all the strippers. I was like, <laughs> "Make some noise if you have a father." <laughs> and they didn't laugh. Like, I'm glad you're laughing cuz they they're ready to whoop my ass and like <laughs> Strip clubs don't have like windows or like very visible exits, so it's like I was like, this might be the end, right here. This is, this is not good. We got sharp heels and shit. Uh, I right, end with this. Uh, this little girl had pepper spray at school this week at school I work at. Um, she threatened to teach her pepper spray, and then like literally sixty kids were like chasing her like throughout the schoolyard at lunch. And um, I don't know where I'm going with this yet, but lunch is like it's like they put a thousand middle school kids like on the same yard and it's like a social experiment of like what could happen next and every day something crazy happens the cops came to our school like three times we've only had three weeks of school and now there's pepper spray there's like a kid with his dick out the other day too it was like there's a lot of shit happening but i don't know i just want to share <laughs> it's a weird way to end a set, but hey. <laughs> Mike Evans Jr., show us your tits. Yes. Yay. You too can be a stripper. No, I mean, do you are you, do you have like a six pack? I think that there's a there's an unfair st- thing about men and women strippers uh, is that women strippers, it's you just you just got to take it off. But men, you have to have like a total six pack to be a stripper, I think. <laughs> There's a kind of a double standard there for women's objectification of men. They have to be perfect and pristine. Men's objectification of men's objectification of women. They're like, just show me a nipple. Your next comedian, maybe he'll show us his nipples. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm getting all like, I'm getting into the patriarchy. I'm like, yeah, show us your tits for beads. I can't afford plastic beads. Thanks for donating two to five dollars to be here. Really appreciate that. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Jack Ferguson. What's up, everybody? How we doing? Hold on. I'm just going to start my recording and donate a dollar. How's everybody's week going? Good? It's almost over. So anybody else as excited about football being started as I am? Sabrina? (laughs) Not into football? That's all right. Um, I... uh, you guys ever like make a discovery at like two o'clock in the morning and just spend like just fill up like four pages with of your notebook with it because you're so excited about whatever it is you discovered. I discovered recently that Charles Manson had a music career, <laughs> and that is hilarious. He he before before he you know did all that stuff. Uh, he <laughs> he tried he recorded three albums. And guess what? They're all on Spotify. <laughs> you can listen to them right now as I did last night. And uh, 
I want to tell I'm, like I'll be the first to say it. He's pretty good. Like he is not like it's not great, but it's also not completely horrible. Like if I played a Charles Manson song for you in the middle of like an acoustic indie playlist, you wouldn't notice that it wasn't like a regular song in that playlist. And that's exactly what I've started doing <laughs> when I'm playing music and hanging out with my friends. And uh, and they don't know. They don't know that they're listening to one of the most famous serial killers of all time. They're just like, oh, what is this guy? He's got like a like a cool sort of like a really powerful voice, you know? Like, a f like he really, it's, it's like convincing music, you know? Um, and then, you know, sometimes they'll shazam it. <laughs> they'll be like, wow, Charles Manson, is that like a ironic name that an indie band has for a, what's a really creepy album cover? But, <laughs> like, like, you know, because you could, you could see an indie band naming themselves Charles Manson or Manson or something like that just as, you know, because they're weird. Uh, funnily enough... Before Charles Manson, you know, did all that stuff, uh, he was w he was hanging out with Neil Young a lot. He was hanging out with the Beach Boys, and the Beach Boys actually have a song on one of their albums, 2020, that is written by Charles Manson. It's called. Uh, it was the Charles Manson version was "Cease to Be," and uh, I think the Beach Boys was like it's like something stupid like "Let Me Love You" or something like that because it's the Beach Boys. But um, <laughs> written totally, you know. The song is Charles, it's a cover. And then Guns N' Roses also covered a Charles Manson song, but I think more ironically, uh, the Beach Boys is probably a little bit more of a, of a, a faux pas. I have, I have so much more on this, guys. <laughs> I have, I have so much, how much time are we doing? Five? Just, yeah, just let me know. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. All right, these are my thoughts. Um, so... First of all, like, where are the royalties going? <laughs> like, there are a lot of people listening to this music on Spotify. He has over 10 million plays on Spotify, which is $100,000 or something like that. And, like, are they, does he have an estate? Are they giving it to the Manson estate? I don't think we should be giving money to the, those people. We know how that went last time, you know, that they got some power. I don't think we should be giving money to the Manson family. <laughs> like, that would be, you know... Well, maybe we should. Who knows? Depending on what. You also, you know how on Spotify you can, if you like an artist, you can follow them, and uh, you'll be notified when they come out with music. Char Charles Manson has fourteen thousand followers on Spotify, <laughs> and he's not going to be producing any new music anytime soon because he's dead. And so all of those people just did that ironically. Like there are fourteen thousand people that made the same stupid joke also spotify has a section where it's like people who listen to this also like and there's like 10 artists that are listed next to charles manson like oh if you like charles manson you might also like <laughs> <laughs> and i would i would i would bet any sum of money that those artists that are listed there would would do anything to get their name off that, <laughs> with that list. Like, who wants to be known, if you're a serious musician, as someone that people also like Charles Manson, if they listen to you? I think that's probably a bad look. Spotify also gives you data on, like, what cities you're most popular in. 
the number one city that Charles Manson is his music at least is most popular in is LA, which is predictable. But the next four cities are Oslo, Paris, Stockholm, which is ironic because of the syndrome, and <laughs> and then uh, Prague, which are all European cities very far away from America. And it's reasonable to think that a lot of those people probably don't know who Charles Manson is. Like, there's probably some people who just stumbled upon this music and are like, oh, yeah, yes, this is good. Like, American, like, soft rock, I like this. You know, why haven't I heard more about this Charles Manson guy, <laughs> you know? And they're just listening to it uh, without knowing what he did. <laughs> I think this, uh, this, there's two more pages, guys. Uh <laughs> the Spotify bio is hilarious too because you're like the Spotify they write bios for people who are musicians that usually just tell you like what they what kind of music they play and what all that is but the Spotify bio for Charles Manson starts like this it says Charles Manson and his family went on the killing spree that virtually undermined and eventually destroyed the peaceful atmosphere that the Southern California community um harbored but before that he was a fledgling musician <laughs> and he tried several times unsuccessfully to rec land a recording contract which uh <laughs> can you imagine being tasked with writing the spotify bio for charles manson <laughs> like <laughs> you know what i mean like that's like that's <laughs> I, I i don't even have a that's like for that because it's just ridiculous also pattern here i think if you think about famous killers in history, you know, Charles Manson tried to be an artist before he went on a killing spree. Hitler tried to be an artist before he went on a killing spree. All I'm saying is if there's, you know, an artist, a person who's trying to be an artist and they seem a little bit crazy and you're not supporting them, maybe something will happen, you know, just a fucking, you know, laugh, right? Laugh, you know, so fucking, <laughs> it's, you should, you know, it might be the last thing you do. <laughs> you never know. Um, uh okay last last thing uh uh oh <laughs> so i was doing research for this joke right and i'm friends with a bunch of people on spotify and i listened to all, i'm not even kidding i listened to all of his music f like for two hours and on spotify there's this little sidebar that shows you what your friends are listening to. <laughs> so I was done doing the research. I got like two texts from my friends like, dude, it's three o'clock in the morning and you were listening to Charles Manson for three hours. <laughs> like, is there something we need to talk about or is it, you know? All right, thanks guys. Jack Ferguson, the artist that's not gonna go on a killing spree. Ah! It's true. Uh, I, you must have seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then you were like, I just want to get all into Charles Manson. He's back. People married him in jail. Like, he's a very charismatic guy. I mean, once you get a swastika tattoo on your forehead, you'd think you'd be out of the dating pool. But no. Like, young girls were like, I want to fuck you, bad boy. You are definitely hitting all the right buttons. He was, yeah, he's a tiny little man. He was like a little, he was a tiny, I... I watched the story too with the Hollywood and the very long, no reason for Jackie Chan to be in it. And <laughs> like, <laughs> no, who was he? Bruce Lee? I'm sorry. I, who said, <laughs> if only Jackie Chan would have been playing 
Bruce Lee. I just, I was like, the best part of it was when Brad Pitt took his shirt off. Because by the way, he's like fucking 60. So every other dude in America can fuck off. Oh, are you in your 30s and girls don't like you and Tinder dates aren't going well? Try doing some fucking push-ups. You, like, goddammit, if Brad Pitt can hold it together, so can you. Uh, you're an ex-comedian. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Joey Vegas. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I would like just to say, for instant, if I can, to the staff that is working in the back, it's in the back, please. The next time that I come in up on stage, can I, if you can please, ah, excuse me, if you can please. Let me know before I come on stage. I was finishing off a sandwich in the back, and the woman just comes running up, and she says, Joey Vegas, you got to go. You got to go. I said, well, I talked to my manager and my agent again, and they said that they wasn't going to give me time to come up before. You know? And so, again, it hasn't happened. <clears throat> And again, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to be here. My name is Joy Vegas. And, and some of you people I've seen here before, and I would just like to say thank you very much for having me. And like I was saying, talking to, to the management in the back, they've recently, <coughs> they recently had me on a show of theirs here in, here in, in the office back. In, in the back, right? And so and I was talking to a woman, her uh, back by the great Pam Benjamin from yeah. San City, right? Yeah. We said Pam Benjamin, yay! Happy, 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 it's been Pam! And people sometimes ask me, say, they think, are you are you making up a story? Are you doing something? What's going on with you? No, just, just to get out of the way real quick, I was accidentally electrocuted, changing a light bulb in a refrigerator. And so after the injury, it kind of left me with with a little sound. And so we'll get that out of the way. And thank you very, that very much for having me. And sometimes they ask me, you know, they ask me, ah! oh, uh, so how, you know, sometimes I even ask you, Oh, uh, what do you do for work? Uh, how are you gonna make it now? Since you, you know, you got injured, how how are you gonna make it for work? And just to warn you, the the children out there, and when someone's asking you what you do for work and things like that, what they're trying to do is trying to mug you and go in your pockets. That's what they're trying to do. And so be very wary of anybody that you just meet and they're asking you what you want. You know what you do? What do you do at work? How you how you get your money? Right? <laughs> Excuse me. And like I said, I was in a conflict with the Department of Electricity because changing a light bulb in a refrigerator, right? <laughs> you know, how is it going to leave with such injury? And like I was saying about Miss Pam, the ma'am, the Miss Pam Benjamin, we has had a, a discussion this was several weeks ago. I was here and I does not have have my hands on her. I did not, I did not have, did not, touch her in any way, sexual, you know, it was, we were talking in the back and it was on a radio show, you know, on her regular radio show that she has. And so we were talking and she brought up the discussion about, you know, sexual, sexual feelings and sexual contacts, you know, with that men and women have, right? And so, you know, 
and I was not did I during the discussion I was just trying to be completely honest but she mentioned that maybe the police should be getting involved if a man and a woman which is in some cases is very is very true but for me I am from the United States <coughs> I represent the United States and so I would count myself as someone who who was be responsible a lot for man and what what we do and I would say from this country we have a country of very good men we have men that have been misled recently but we are a good country of good men and but you will use your size advantage you know to to maybe muscle a woman which maybe she doesn't want it right there and and, and some women have actually been captive over 20 years by a husband like that but and then maybe you know it doesn't happen And so, like I was saying, the discussion that I had with Miss, she's talking about that the police should get involved, and a lot of times it might have to be. It might be because a man uses his his physical strength over you, and that's that is not right. And I think maybe that is what a lot of the discussion that that's man and woman has been having recently. You know, and so. Miss Pam Benjamin, thank you very, thank you very much for having me. If you would like to follow much more of my comedy, uh, I sometimes talk about getting past this injury. You know, how am I gonna do it, right? <coughs> it just doesn't. It might not go too well. You never know. But my name is Joy Vegas. You can follow me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Farmers Only. You can find me on YouTube. You can find me on Craigslist. You can find me on YouTube. Thank you very much. Joey Vegas, everyone, holding us captive for five minutes. Hey, just so you know, screaming into a microphone when you're on a radio program can only be incredibly annoying and off-putting for every person listening. So I had to work the fader and try to pull it out while you screamed into a microphone. Just a hint... For the future, don't ever fucking do that again here, because it was really annoying and difficult for me. You actually, you made me pay attention to your whole set, so kudos, <laughs> because I had to pull the noise out whenever you screamed like a little bitch, and I'll say that as a bitch, I'm claiming that word. Please don't be a little bitch and ever scream into my microphone again like that, because it's super annoying as a board op. Thanks, Joey Vegas. Yay! Yay! Um, I wouldn't mind doing a set since we're all still here, if that's cool. If you guys are willing to do it. Um, okay, cool. I'm going to run around at Pam Benjamin. Yay. And thank you all for being here and donating. Like, I really, I really appreciate your support of the station, and I hope that we can keep this place like a really awesome free speech. I mean, that even said, like, it's all about free speech. You guys could come up here and say, fuck the police for six minutes. I honestly don't give a fuck. Like, whatever you want to do with your time. I like, yeah, you brought up all that new stuff about you fell into a rabbit hole of fucking serial killers. Great. Like, but I'd clear your search engine because they're going to be coming after you. They're like, he's going to, they're going to, start looking at your Tinder profile and be like, yes, he also likes 23-year-old women who <laughs> have bad relationships with their father and have nowhere to go. Yes, he is collecting them in San Francisco. 
in the marina in a big house. And it's a lot of fun. Thanks for donating. That's good. Uh, I've been, I thought about catcalling uh, yesterday because I was catcalled. I decided to wear a little lip tint and some um, uh, mascara, so clearly I'm asking for it. I mean, my God, I, I put on some lip tint and some mascara, so I'm totally wanting you to talk to me on the street, every guy. That's exactly what I was asking for, which is why I never wear makeup. It's two pieces of makeup. And a guy actually said to me as I walked by, you ugly fucking bitch. And I'm like, you can't call me by negging me? Like, what the fuck? This is some backwards ass shit. Like, ugh, fuck. But then, you know, I walked a block and a half because I was in the tenderloin and I got cat called again but like by a nice older African-American gentleman and he said girl you are very beautiful you've been living a long time to look 22 and I was like that's a compliment like yes I'm gonna pay attention to you. I'm gonna smile at you with my lovely smile yay <laughs> my parents have lots of money they could pay for orthodontia yay I really, my mom's threat to me when I was younger was always, you're going to knock your teeth out. Don't do anything crazy. You're going to knock your teeth out. And then I was skateboarding and I actually knocked my teeth out. Ah! But so I had a missing tooth for about four years and I saved up enough money to buy a tooth so that America would accept me again because America hates poor people. Yay! And you know what they hate is a white woman with a missing tooth because they immediately think you're a crackhead. I couldn't possibly have two master's degrees because I'm missing a tooth. They're like, you went to school. Why don't you have teeth, you poor bitch? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so America hates poor people. Everyone's afraid of being in a, a poor American person because they obviously did something to be poor, right? Like, God ordained them to be poor. They must be a terrible person or have done something. They're poor for a reason. God hates poor people too. <laughs> Except Jesus loved poor people. He was like the meek and the poor shall inherit the earth. Like, what translation are you looking at? I don't know. I don't know which translation. Jesus loved people, but Christians hate poor people. But Jesus, anyways, so good. Acts was a really great book because it's a moment in biblical history, if that's even real or whatever. There was a story where uh, communism turned into fascism like that. It's in the book of Acts, and there's a church, and they're all together. Peter's there, and they're all, it's after Jesus, and, and they're like, everyone needs to give all their money to the church. We're going to pool it together. We're going to take care of everyone. Everyone has to do this. And there was a guy named Potiphar, and there was his wife, and they sold a piece of land and didn't tell the church. They were saving it for themselves because they're selfish little bitches. And so the church called them in. First, the dad, the Potiphar, they said, hey, did you sell that piece of land? No, no. And God struck him down. <laughs> you mean God struck him down? The church struck him down. They're like, you selfish. And they killed him. And then they bring in the wife, and the same thing. They say, uh, hey, just uh, heard about a little piece of land that you might or might not have sold in the, oh no, I did that. And then they struck her down too. God struck down the people who did not give everything to the church. <laughs> Communism turns into fascism like that in the book of Acts. No one talks about this on the pulpit. I'm so surprised. <laughs> it's in the book. It's in the book. My other favorite thing in the book is Job uh, when his town is destroyed, Sodom and Gomorrah, and he already sent his daughters out to the people to get gang raped because he didn't want the angels to get gang raped, so just take my daughters. And then they're like, is there a righteous man in this city? No. And so Lot and his wife, and she looks back, oh, my house. And then she turns into a pillar of salt, and then the daughters think that they're the last people left in the whole world, so they take their dad up to these caves, and they get him drunk, and they fuck him. 
so that they can have babies and continue the Jewish people. It's in the Bible. What does it mean? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> like, I'm like, tell me about feminism. What? Like, get on this to pulpit and say, like, this is what this, like, how do you spin that one? <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> rape my daughters. Say if the angels rape the daughters, then the daughters rape the dad. There's no lesson either. Like, there's no at the end, like, and all the Jewish people were saved. It's like, they were in the caves. Like, I don't know what happened to the Jewish people. Because religion means so much. Divide and conquer. I think it's so cute with Marxism. He talks about the means of production. And I'm like, I'm a lady. We're actually the means of production. We're literally producing all of the means. We call it labor. You go into labor. <laughs> you think Marx would have loved women more. I think he did. I don't, I'm interpreting him now, just as the Bible is being interpreted by a bunch of terrible people. Uh, like this new joke I have, what to do? Uh, in, <laughs> in 2020, who's gonna run, right? Like, this is gonna be a crazy political race, who's gonna run? I say Forrest Gump. Let's let Forrest Gump run. Trump versus Gump. Oh, I was running, Jenny, for president and AIDS or something, because you're dead. I don't can't do a Trump. I gotta learn. I gotta learn like how to do a Forrest Gump voice. Life is like a box of chocolate. I'm gonna eat half of all of them and say they don't have calories in them. Anyways, <laughs> Salis Field was my girlfriend in Punchline, and then my mother in this movie. Weird. I would definitely vote for Tom Hanks, but I'd also vote for Forrest Gump because like. I mean, he and Trump are very similar. I mean, they're both businessmen. And like, bubblegum shrimp still exists. Like, it's a thriving business, isn't it? You can go to many different bubblegum shrimps. They both have special needs. Clearly, they both read at like a second grade reading level. So we know that for sure. And they're both fictional characters. <laughs> but I believe in Forrest Gump. Because he actually went to war. Right? Like, I can believe in that guy. And, and how is Donald Trump going to run? He's got bone spurs. That bitch can't do anything. He won't be in war. He can't run. That McDonald's eating fuck. That guy. He can't run anywhere. He can barely walk. Okay. That's my, that's my, new, this, that's my new election joke. This is 14 months early, whoever that was. It's the season. I might as well just have a baby and then get pregnant again with another baby because they won't let me have an abortion anymore. Jesus Christ, what's happening in this world? Don't make me have a baby. Cool. I, I mean, I, the only reason I don't want to have a baby, to be completely honest with you, is that I'm a vain fucking bitch. Like, I never want to stretch these hips. Like, I like them small the way they are. Why would you want, like, to change your whole body? To keep a man? Oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm the, wor I'm the worst misogynist in the world, and I'm in this body. Well, thank you guys for being here. Yay, clap for me. Yay! <laughs> Well, this was fun. Um, while I run back there, can everybody come up and tell what shows you're gonna do lately coming up? Like, do a little thing. Do a little parade. One, two, ready, go. Yeah, tell people where you're gonna be seen in the next month or what you're hosting or whatever you're doing. I'll be at uh, There Goes the Neighborhood. Oh, my name's Kyle Morrissey. I will be at uh, the Cobbs Comedy Competition on uh, September 20th. We're on it together. Oh, yes. You're going down. No, I, I look five, forward to... I already have five people on my guest joking list. Joking with you. Yeah, I, I have some people on my guest list. <laughs> cool. All right. Yay! Woo! 
Um, hi, my name's Sabrina Miller. I'm going out to, to support Pam Benjamin at the There Goes the Neighborhood Comedy Tour. So sorry about that. There can only be, there can only be, I can only choose one. So my name is, my name is Sabrina Miller. And here are my upcoming shows. I'm uh, going to be on the Moxie Show in Berkeley on September 12th. That's uh, Thursday. Uh, so you can just find that on, on Eventbrite, the, uh, the Moxie Show. And I'm also going to be performing at the Marsh Theater October 7th on the series Monday Night Marsh. Going to be doing 20 minutes without a microphone. Uh, come watch me succeed or come root for my failure if you're a comedian. Uh, so those are my upcoming shows. You can follow, you can follow me on Instagram, at Sabreezy Comedy. That's at Sabreezy Comedy. My name is Cody Abe. You can catch me... No, you can't catch... I would say you can catch me tonight, but the fucking show sold out, so never mind. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, look out for uh, in the future Joy Law Comedy Show, uh, run by some pretty good people. Uh, and I think I'm booked on Mutiny's Clubhouse at some point this month. Uh, Pam can look that up. She'll, she'll probably say it. Uh, okay, Dan can help with that. And then uh, I'm on a, a very good comedy show on September 28th at uh, Bound Together Books. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, you can follow me at Cody Abe Comedy on everything and say what? Say more. See or whatever. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The sting there. Cody, I think is on September 27th here. Is that right? I might be as well. Sorry. All right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, October 11th, McGee's in Alameda. I got one show there. Uh, I have a monthly uh, fourth Thursday of every month at the Legionnaire Saloon. I've got a show on the 26th of this month, accordingly. And uh, I've got uh, tonight at our little comedy club. Over there, I got Danny Decky's Danny Decky's thing going on tonight at 8 p.m. And uh, I think that's uh, yeah, that's most of it. Yeah, thanks, you guys. Jack. Who else? Who else? Ooh. Hello. Thank you. Thank you very much. My name is Joey Vegas, and I am a lounge singer down in the Ferry area. And so you can catch me down on the weekends sometimes, or sometimes during the week at the Seven Bamboo there in Japantown. And I also have a show coming up here in the great Sand City at the Retirement Homes. I have a retirement home tour that I do in the mornings and where I sing to uh, retired people or sometimes you go to hospitals, or you go different places. And so I have a one hour show that I do and usually it's about six or seven songs that I do at the show. And so a lot of times, you know, I, I tell... I try to keep the front row without the wheelchairs because sometimes the ladies in the wheelchairs, they will cry right there while I'm singing. I'll be singing a George Michael song, one more try, and they will cry right there. I've had it happen to me on several times. But like I said, I am only available to come. I know this is broadcast all over the entire world. So we are being heard right now. I would like to say hello to Singapore, Japan, <laughs> Moscow, Italy. <laughs> Quebec, Ontario. <laughs> thank you very much. My name is Joy Vegas, and you can catch me on the internet. Also, thank you. Thanks, guys. Uh, I'm starting a show on Ireland's 32. Uh, first one is October 7th, and it'll be weekly after that, every Monday. And uh, other than that, you can follow me on the street 
I'm Jack Ferguson. There you go. Wait, Jack. Jack, wait, wait. Is it is it an open mic or is it a booked show? Booked show. All right. Yeah. Book me, Jack Ferguson. Yeah. I love to be booked almost as much as I love to be stoned. That's two things I love very much. Uh, also in the house tonight is Scotto Walker of Flat Black Plastic. You guys should listen to that every Saturday from noon to two. I, what, what I think is the best show on the station. Great to listen to all the time every week, a crazy sonic soundscape of amazing wonderment. So tune in to Flat Black Plastic every Saturday from noon to two or just download it on our website. Also, we have a new app coming thanks to Ruah. Ruhal Sudhardson. It is so hard for me to say people's names, but um, he wrote an app for us, so that's going to be coming out soon. You guys will have access to all the Mutiny Radio live streaming on your smart devices. And Cody Abe, did you have more to say? You're standing up like you have like you look like a samurai warrior ready to strike. <laughs> is it? But you said you were Japanese. I used the right terminology in context. Is that not okay? Dang it. Um, I'm at there goes the neighborhood on the 20th at Cobb's. And I'm at the All Out Theater on the 26th for the Interruption Show. Tonight, I'll be in Fremont at some coffee shop with Faco. At the end of the month, I'll be with Mauricio at something. It's like good comedy, good music, something. The 20th, we're on the same show. How lovely. Saturday the 28th. Um, and come visit me at Bender's at Opa, the counter offer. I work the grill Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Just come in and say you heard Mutiny Radio, and I'll like totally give you a deal on tots or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Totally tat you. Um, thanks for coming out. We're going to be doing open mics still on tomorrow, Sunday, 4 to 6. We'll be hosted by Warhol Kaufman, so please come by. Again, thanks for donating. Bye. <laughs> We have one more comic for you tonight. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ann Chun. Yay! What's up? Uh, clap your hands if your parents are still married. Uh, clap your hands again if they're next door neighbors. Yeah, the trick to my parents' 30-year marriage, space. Lots of it. Um, they live in two separate houses connected by a bridge. I call it Asian divorce. Um, it's also called sucking it up, <laughs> but not really. Um, and people who look like me, like my parents' generation especially, we don't get real divorce. Uh, we get Asian divorce. And, you know, real divorce, that stuff is for people who married uh, someone they fell in love with. Asian divorce is for people who married someone their parents sort of like. Yeah. Um, you know, real divorce is for, you know, when people get married and they say, till death do us part. My parents are still going to be married in the afterlife. Okay, because um, their parents and their grandparents and their great grandparents are all gonna be watching. At their funerals, I'm gonna have to burn two paper houses. Okay, not one, but two paper houses. If you're not familiar with Asian funerals, we burn paper mache. 
That's what we do. Just to bring it into the afterlife. You know, it's a form of mummification ceremony. And and throw a, throw, throw a bridge into the fire, too, right? You can't forget the bridge. Um, yeah, they worked so hard to look married. They told my grandma that the second house is for the great-grandchild. And it's not completely untrue, guys. Um, because, you see, about when I was a lot... Eight, my parents bought a plot of land in, in Thailand, by the way. This is all happening in Thailand where you can afford to have two houses. <laughs> and they bought a plot of land, they built a house, and it has a decent sized yard. When my sister got married, my mom was like, yo, I'm going to build you another house. It's going to be right next to mine so I can watch my, great, my grandchildren grow. And that's what she did. And then my sister started a family, and once she, and she moved in, and then my mom was like, "Yo, we gotta we gotta um, renovate the house." Uh, so my mom and dad moved into my sister's house, and once the renovation was done, my mom packed her stuff and moved back in and told my dad that he can stay right where he is. I'm like, "Mom, that is genius!" Like it's always been part of her 20 year long plan okay i'm now 28 so wow and it worked they killed two birds with one stone no questions from my grandma my mom is a genius yeah um but yeah i think that's all i have for today i forgot what else i was gonna say but thank you so much for letting me do this guys John, everybody, uh, making her ways around all the circuits like a champion. Again, uh, right now, just to finish this set, I'll let you guys know we are looking, we, I, I am looking for hosts on Saturdays and Sundays from four to six until I get a permanent slot back in those times. I'm also looking for some hosts for happy hour on Friday from six to eight. So hit me up on Facebook and I'll um, book you on those shows. And thanks for donating to Mutiny Radio. These open mics really are what's keeping the doors um, open right now. That and having people having their own shows. So if any of you are ever interested in having your own show, it's completely free speech. You can do anything you want here at Mutiny Radio. It's only $100 a month, which is $12.50 an hour for studio and performance space time. So even if you just wanted to have some fucking band practice, like it's cheaper than renting a space so think outside the box with mutiny radio thanks for being here see you guys next week bye
July 1946, Paris. In the reception room of that palace on the right bank of the river, a hale and hearty journalist heckled for a quarter of an hour a thin man with deep marks of suffering and privation on his face, who had in front of him a small vase of pink roses. Round about were nearly 100 reporters and observers from all countries. Mr. President, you are a communist, aren't you? Yes, the man replied sedately. Have you been in the resistance? Ladies yes. and gentlemen, Angelo How Alimenti. How long? About 40 years. Have you been in prison, too? It was clear what the journalist was driving at. Yes. What prison? Many, sir. Long? The thin man looked at the hale and hearty journalist with a faint smile and said, in prison, time is always long, you know. The reply given in French was prompt, clear, and unexpected. Was it said as a reproach, as irony, or as humor? What is certain is that at that instant, Frenchmen, Englishmen, and Americans in the room were astonished to notice that the goatee-bearded scholar could smile in Paris or in London as well as in Hanoi. It was the unscrutable smile of a wise man whose vision stretched far beyond today. Have you any further questions, journalist? In prison, time is always long. Ho Chi Minh, prison diary. Arrested at Tukvin Street, Abundance and Glory Street. At Abundance and Glory Street, shame was thrust on me so as to delay my journey. I am an honest man with a clear conscience, but I was accused without ground of being a spy. Entering Sing Si District Prison. Old inmates of the jail welcome new prisoners. In the sky, white clouds are chasing the black ones away. White clouds and black have drifted out of our sight. On earth, free people are huddled into the jail. Hard is the road of life. Having climbed over steep mountains and high peaks, how should I expect on the plains to meet greater danger? In the mountains, I met the tiger and come out unscathed. On the plains, I encountered men and was thrown into prison. I was a representative of Vietnam on my way to China to meet an important personage. On the quiet road, a sudden storm broke loose and I was thrust into jail as an honored guest. I am a straightforward man with no crime on my conscience, but I was accused of being a spy for China. So life, you see, is never a very smooth business. And now the present bristles with difficulties. Morning. Every morning the sun, emerging over the Darts its rays against the gate, but the gate remains locked. Inside the prison, the ward is shrouded in darkness. But we know, outside the rising sun is shown. Once awake, everyone starts on the hunt for lice. At eight o'clock, the gong sounds for the morning meal. Come on, let's go and eat to our heart's content. For all we have suffered, there must be good times coming. cell. How lovely it is to have a siesta. For hours we're carried away in sound sleep. I dream of riding a dragon up into heaven. 
waking and brought abruptly back into prison. Afternoon. Two o'clock. The cell door opens to let fresh air in. Everyone raises his head for a look at the sky. Free spirits haunting the sky of liberty. Do you know your own kind are languishing in prison? Prison meals. At every meal, only one bowl of red rice, without vegetables, without salt, and even no broth to go with it. Those who get food brought into them can sometimes eat their fill. But without help from outside the jail, we groan with hunger. The Gruel Inn. At the side of the road, in the shade of a big tree, a thatched hut serves as an inn for passing travelers. But there's no wine for the guests of this institution. The menu is just cold rice gruel and white salt.
Black Plastic is a show you're tuned into in this station that's coming to you from the Mission District in sunny San Francisco's MutinyRadio.fm. Please keep a listening.
Somehow they always end up telling me what to eat. But once, at least once, was I a hero. The scene is one of those restaurants that isn't responsible for your hat or the service. The waiter is a determined, independent gent who doesn't take orders. And printed right on the menu, next to the blue plate special I'm about to order, is a gentle warning, positively no substitutions. Positively? Well, let's see. Waiter, I think I'd like to have this uh, special dinner here. Yeah, what do you like to have? Uh, let's see now. Uh, it says a uh, dollar and a half uh, tomato juice, vegetable soup, roast beef. Do I have to take that tomato juice? Can I have uh, pineapple juice instead? No, we haven't got it. And that's the bill of fare. It's made up that way by the chef, and I have to I wait. I mean, but have you got some, uh, uh, let's see, any other kind of juice? No, only tomato juice. Only tomato juice. Uh, vegetable soup. You got any uh, consomme or anything like no, that? No, no, vegetable soup, just the way it's on the bill of fare. Vegetable soup, huh? I don't like vegetable soup. Well, I can hurt that if you don't like vegetable soup. You eat the roast beef and pay a dollar and a half just the same. Could I have a, could I change the soup for some uh, fruit salad? See, I got uh, some custom up here. Oh, wait, 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 no, wait, just a second. All right, now the roast beef uh, with carrots and peas. Uh, can I change that to string beans? No, carrots and peas, that's the standard. Oh, but carrots and peas, I don't like carrots and peas. Well, then you eat it without carrots and peas. Well, what other vegetable can I have? Uh, nothing, eat the potatoes, double portion potatoes. Uh, can I have any vegetable? No. Can I have a salad? No, no, no salad. Hmm. Uh, what flavor ice cream you got? Vanilla and chocolate. No strawberry? No strawberry, no. Not today. Well, what other dessert? you have That's any? That's all van vanilla and chocolate ice cream. Either you take vanilla or you take chocolate or two without it. No, but look, just, fella. Mister, you're taking my time away. No, no, no wait, just a second. I, I want this dinner, but I can't find anything I like on it yet. Well, I don't like tomato juice. Don't like tomato juice. You don't like no soup, but you like the roast beef. Yeah. But you don't like no carrots and peas. Right. You want ice cream, but you don't like the vanilla ice cream. You don't like the chocolate. If I could have this dollar and a half dinner with tomato juice, I'll even take tomato juice. Yeah. Nice consomme. I got no consomme. All right, all right, all right. Wait, wait. Roast beef with uh, string beans and French fried potatoes, and I'll even take the ice cream. No, 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 nothing to do with it. Either you take it to your... Ask the chef, maybe... No, no, I don't go in the chef. The chef's gonna run with the kitchen knife after me. No, 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 no. No, sir. Can't you change it a little bit? No, no, nothing changed. According, that's the standby, and that's all that's to do. I'll work on according to schedule. The what? According to schedule. That's a schedule for me. What do you mean? It's a dinner. That's all right, but for me it's a schedule. What I've got on here, i got to sell. I can sell nothing else what I haven't got on there. 
Well, maybe he's got a lot of, of pineapple well, juice or I something gotta back there. Well, I got to get rid of this stuff first, eh? Well, what, are you trying to get rid of it on me? Well, if you don't take it, somebody else will. I don't have to eat. Yeah, but... You're here to serve me. Yeah, but... I want you. this dollar and a half dinner, but I want to make a couple of little changes. Ask him about it. No, no. Could you take the carrots out and only peas? No, the car carrots and the peas is together and takes two men to pick the, pick the carrots out. Then when I bring the peas, you want the carrots in it. I don't like carrots. I can't stand it. Don't eat them. Just pick out the peas. Take it or leave it. Just to sprinkle stardust and to whisper 